HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. For more information, visit meusa.com. I'm HRN's Executive Director, Katie Mosman-Wadler, with a preview of the latest episode of Meat and 3, our weekly food news roundup. We're counting down the days to the 4th of July, so this week's theme is independence. After all, we're an independent food radio station. HRN is a labor of love. Staff, hosts, and listeners all share the belief that storytelling can change the world, one bite or sound bite at a time. We take a moment to ponder our founding mothers and fathers, specifically what they were drinking during the Revolutionary War. Rum in various combinations with beer and cider would be the order of the day. We highlight a story of self-sufficiency on the island of Vieques, Puerto Rico. The biggest thing we did was to start a lot of fermented vegetables because we knew the first thing to go would be refrigerator trucks coming to the island. And we examine the challenges facing independent grocery stores across the U.S. The struggle is real, but the future looks bright. Tune in to this week's episode of Meat in 3, available at heritageradionetwork.org and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. This is your host, Elena Santigade. So every year, the Fancy Food Show and in recent years, the Good Food Mercantile and the famed Cheesemonger Invitational take place over the same whirlwind few days at the end of June in New York City. It's an exciting time for those of us in the cheese industry because if you're here in the city all the time, it means that everyone comes to town. Um... So that brings me to our guests today who are here in studio with me in the midst of what I'm sure has been an intense sales trip here in the United States. So here in the studio, I'm going to be chatting with Clara Diaz and also Ruben Valbuena is here and they're both from Case. Now, Clara, tell me how to say the name of where you're from. Uh, you mean from, I mean, you mean the city? The, the business. Uh, cultivo. 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 And, and do you say quesaria? Cultivo? Can, you say quesería cultivo. Okay. And then the farm, which is even more difficult, is oh. cantagrullas. Granja cantagrullas. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to practice that one at Yeah, all. you have to. So, um, cultivo is based in Madrid. So, welcome, you guys. 
Thank you very much. We're <laughs> <Thank> excited. <laughs> and I'm, uh, first of all, I'm really glad that you made it through the Cheesemonger Invitational. I mean, thank you very much. We are so honored <laughs> to be here. It was, you know, thrilling for us. Yeah. yeah don't, don't have any word. <laughs> totally. Listeners, Clara and I, Clara's actually a judge, and she and I were paired up to judge a few of the competition categories together. So that was a blast, and I feel so lucky that I got to know you ahead of our time in the studio today. Yeah. What did you think of that experience? I mean, it was great. You know, I don't judge that much. I mean, that often. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, at least not in, you know, in that, in such a professional way as it actually oh, was. I, it was right. like super interesting to me to see how, you know, seriously every judge was about it and how right. professionally was actually, I mean, the whole thing going. Yeah, like on the face of it, the Cheesemonger Invitational is like this huge party. It's like this cheese bash. But you're right. There is this like very intense seriousness in the judging that I've also felt over the last few years of being a judge. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the points that actually, uh, you know, makes uh, the Cheesemonger Invitational uh, stands out. Mm-hmm. Do you say that? Yeah. Stands out? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we just take cheese in such a professional way. So... Mm. Uh, so it's not that much about impersonal businesses or about you know just people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's about people very much involved on the, on the in the sector. Right. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So Cultivo, yep, your business where you're coming from is still pretty new to me, and I know that it's only a few years old itself. Right. So um, can you explain a bit for our listeners, like what is Cultivo? Yeah. Okay. So I like to say that Cultivo is a platform Mm -hmm. from where we do uh, support, defend and introduce to the general uh, public Mm -hmm. uh, what's actually happening and going on on the rural uh, world in Spain in terms of cheese. Hmm. So what's actually, um, I mean, what... um, Basically, we, we basically defend the the, the, wor- the work of uh, of uh, artisan cheesemakers all over the country. Oh, I really love that phrasing. You defend the work of artisan cheesemakers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think you know one of the points that definitely makes Cultivo different is that we are uh, the, the 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 society itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the company itself. Mm-hmm. It's uh, um, it's uh, uh, formed by three different cheesemakers. So okay. we have three different farms, three different uh, dairies. Uh-huh. So uh, the, the project um, was born in 2014 mm-hmm. with, uh, um, and, and it was actually, um, it was actually born of, an, of a necessity, of a need, hmm. of the need of having a platform from where being able to introduce people uh, introduced to people uh, the cheeses we, we were actually making and Got that it. weren't that well known because of the structure of the uh, uh, you know uh, cheese making mm-hmm. landscape in Spain because right yeah. so were um, were these three cheesemakers selling their cheeses only locally previous to that or were they selling in Madrid a bit but just not really reaching people the way they wanted to they they won't uh, they were uh, selling mostly locally mm-hmm. as uh seen you know until i mean now it's changing a little bit but yeah uh like f- 10 years ago if you wanted to you know to buy a, a proper cheese an artisan cheese mm-hmm. you basically had to go to the door of the dairy mm. which was quite you know 
complicated, right. uh, complicating for the for the cheesemakers then to to right. yeah to get. Well, their then they have to also be retailers themselves. Yeah, exactly. And then the customers have to make that trip, you know, out of your urban area. So Cultivo then opened, uh, you know, flagship shop in Madrid. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, the pictures look amazing. Thank you. Uh, thank <laughs> it you. It looks like a gorgeous, yeah. Gorgeous spot. I don't know where. I mean, from where we took that uh, that sense of style from. Yeah. <laughs> so was what, just... I was going to ask, like, what was your inspiration for how you were going to do that shop? I mean, I have to I have to name definitely Nilsia Dairy. Okay, that was. Uh, I was going to specifically ask because yeah. I was when I read about listeners. If you um, haven't Googled it yet while we're speaking. Uh, the, the Cultivo shop is similar to Neil's, Dar- Yard, Neil's Yard Dairy in that they're, uh, it's humidity controlled yeah. and the lighting is pretty low. And so they have the cheeses just out there in all their spectacular glory, the yeah. way that they are at Neil's yeah, Yard. Yeah, the cheeses, yeah. So, okay, so Neil's Yard was a direct inspiration. I mean, sure. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, it's fair to say that because um, Alvaro and Maria, who mm-hmm. are our partners in the in Cultivo, uh-huh. they were working as part of their staff for almost five years. So Alvaro uh-huh. was the manager of uh, the, the shop in Covent Garden they mm-hmm. had. Um, so basically, when they came back to Spain after after their you know London experience, uh, right. this was an idea that have had in their mind for for a long time. Also for Ruben from another perspective, but you know mm-hmm. mostly the you know uh, mostly the same. I mean this idea of you know um, bringing I mean de- developing a concept that uh, would look like Nelson Dairy on a way but that basically uh, would help us, as I told you before, you know, introducing not just our cheeses, but the cheeses from cheesemakers all over the country. Right. So, okay, so how many cheeses do you have in the shop? I would say like 40, more or less. 40? Yeah. That's a great size. Yeah, I mean, not too big, not too small. Right, it's like just enough that you're turning inventory over, everything's fresh, you can really focus on each, and you get probably a a good range like you don't have too much redundancy you don't have too many of one style just just like that I mean that's something that we have in mind from the very beginning like um we don't wanna uh I mean we don't wanna have a you know an overwhelming offer that Mm -hmm. you can't even remember every cheese that is on the counter right uh we want to keep it quite small so we are able to have you know High mm. rotation and of the product, and uh, and is definitely working for us. We we take care of a lot of that. So, was there anything similar to what you have started doing um, in Spain? Were there any other models that you sort of looked to? No, I mean there were definitely another shops, mm-hmm. uh, but not same concept. Right, definitely as well. I mean. Mm. There were shops, right? And right. And especially um, in Madrid, there was, you know, I mean, as is the capital, right. there were like a couple of shops that, you know, were... So like the you specialty know, Specialty shops, yeah, or, definitely. Yeah. But uh, not same, you know, not same concept, mm-hmm. not same, um, yeah, anything basically. And so how, uh, 
you know, how has it been received? What, what were people, cause it's a pretty radical concept. Like I think that if, if, if someone opened a shop in New York, that's similar to Neil's yard or similar, similar to Cultivo, it would be so different. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious, like how did customers react? You know, we were talking about it, uh, just, you know, in this morning, uh, I mean, the conclusion is that, you know, every single concept, I think my opinion is that every single concept can actually, you know, go ahead and mm -hmm. work if there is someone uh, defending it, uh, right. you know, behind the counter. You need or, a champion. I mean, you no, I mean, not just behind the counter, but if you are really passionate about it and if you are right. really trying because, you know, I mean. For sure, New York is a difficult city, right? But if you think of Spain, Spain is a country where, you know, till ten, five years ago, nobody knew what a lactic cheese was. Everybody really was like about Manchego, Cabrales, right. and, you know, a few more. So Right, those super traditional Spanish Yeah, cheeses. I mean, for sure. And, you know, the... the, 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 the the you know, the, the economic uh, situation, mm -hmm. it wasn't neither uh it wasn't that good either like mm. i mean this we're not in in such a european rich country right right so um so making the our concept work in a in a country like that right. is not that easy i mean yeah, people doesn't challenge. i mean people doesn't eat that you know uh that much of cheese i mean people is not that much into cheese like yeah. it, like i don't know in france for example right right um so you really had sort of almost a cultural challenge to uh inspire people to make cheese more of their daily lives but also to to have that like value proposition where you express to people the value inherent in that cheese and why it why the price is what it is right Absolutely, and I, I think that's our main point and difference. Uh, mm. If you come into our shop, it's more of a training in mm. cheese, almost. You know, I, I like to say that it's very, it's a very much of an educational experience, actually, mm -hmm. because there's always um, someone behind the counter that is gonna get you through the whole thing, wow. like where it's. I mean. Where it's been made, uh, I mean, er, I mean everything. Not just you know, little, right. not just you know, a little bit of information about the cheese or so. I mean, you can ask whatever you want mm -hmm. uh, because we know everything about the cheeses we are working with. So, that's so you know, great. It, that's it's very educational. So mm. when people, when the customer goes home, then realize that has learned a lot about what is actually about to eat. Um, so creating experiences, um, mm. uh, you know, creating experiences. Um, around the cheese. I yeah. think that's that's our, our thing, yeah. Yeah, so you're not just selling the cheese, you're not, selling that whole experience. Definitely not. Right. You know, say, say, I mean, otherwise we couldn't, We, you know, it's not, I don't know if just selling cheese is something that you can do anymore, you know? Right. You can't just sell cheese. I mean, you can do it if you're, you know, big company. Yeah, but you're right. But if you're going to really make it, you have to yeah. add in you yeah. know, these other components. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I Now I'm just dying to like go book my trip to Madrid. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> I mean, we're waiting for you. Though. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So um, we're actually going to take a quick break. Yeah. Good. And we will be back with Clara Diaz of Cultivo here. Listeners, you can use this opportunity to pull the trigger and join the Heritage Radio Network community by becoming a member. It's our summer membership drive, and we hope you'll do your part to keep 
to help keep cutting the curd on the pod waves. Okay, so we'll be right back with Clara of Quesaria Cultivo after this quick break. Today's program was brought to you by Emmy Cheese, specialty cheese from Switzerland made with heart and passion. Since the early 1900s, Emmy has been a passionate supporter of farmers, cheesemakers, and family tradition. They believe in sustainable agriculture and respect for the people, land, and animals that make their business possible. Remaining dedicated to tradition, they strive to lead the industry in innovation, ensuring they bring you only the highest quality, best-tasting cheese from Switzerland. Emmy is best known for importing more than 80% of the Swiss Gruyere into the United States, but that's not to overshadow their other specialty cheeses, including Kaltbach Cave-Age cheeses, Der Scharfe Max, Appenzeller, Tete de Moin, and traditional Emmentaler. For more information, visit meusa.com. Hey, this is Michael Harlan Turkel from the Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network. I've been with the station for over eight years, 350 shows, and it is the most consistent thing in my life. Every Tuesday at 3, I know to be here in studio, but I also get the, the privilege of meeting such amazing people, artists, artisans within the industry. I get to learn a new factoid, a, a new way of life from these wonderful people. And I hope you do too by listening and that you donate to our summer drive. Just go to heritageradionetwork.org slash donate and click on the beating heart. And we'd even appreciate monthly recurring donations to any show on the network. You could designate to the food scene, the speakeasy, and that many more. Welcome back to Cutting the Curd, broadcasting live on the Heritage Radio Network. So I'm here with Clara Diaz, and we're talking about the enterprising cheese business that is Cultivo in Madrid, Spain. So a big part of the events you've been attending over the past few days, the Cheesemonger Invitational, the Fancy Food Show, is sales, right? Like producers, distributors, retailers, chefs, and everyone in between in the food industry are scoping out new opportunities at these events. It's a big sales weekend. So I know that you are here to sell some cheese as well, not just uh, to let us know about this amazing new shop in Madrid. And from what I understand, it's one cheese to be specific. Listeners, if you haven't heard of it yet, this cheese we're about to reveal is about to land in the United States, and it sounds pretty incredible. Uh, Now, Clara, correct me if I'm wrong in these stats, but it's a 60-pound wheel. It's made with raw sheep's milk. Right. And it is a cloth-bound cheddar. Right. And tell us the name of the cheese. Well, the the name for the American customers is going to be CG40. CG40. And is that cultivo? What's the CG? CG means uh, it's for for Cantagruyas, which is the dairy. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the dairies that are part of this, the trio of the three cheesemakers who founded Cultivo. Right. So CG40. And what is the 40? The 40, I mean, the 40 is basically because of the kilos. Ah, I mean, it's 40 kilos. Oh, metric. You know, us Americans, we can't even think. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) was asking me about that. Change it to CG60 for the United <laughs> States. Um, okay, so tell us about the cheese. Why this format? What is, th- what is this cheese? What, why is this the one you're bringing over? Um, let's start with the format, though. That's, it's a pretty unique size. 
it is a it is a, a unique size, especially in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this this fact has a lot to do um, with uh, with uh, with the uh, Ruben's background, basically, mm-hmm. right? Ruben, who is here, Ruben with is me. here in the studio with yeah. us, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He's, he's so quiet. <laughs> he's very he's quiet. so quiet. <laughs> he needs some rest. <laughs> no, but um, so they. So Ruben is the cheesemaker. Ruben is the cheesemaker. Yes. I could tell from the hands. Yeah. He's I can the, always tell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I you don't, and you haven't seen. I mean, and you haven't seen him bowling. I mean, it's crazy. It's like <laughs> super. <laughs> you can see that he spends a lot, a lot of time on the on the bat. You oh know, just like my moving the the cards. Because have we just <laughs> have we just discovered a new thing? The cheesemaker <laughs> bowling leagues. This could I take the world so. by storm. I think so. I Next think so. cheesemonger we, invitation. We were just at the, at the Brooklyn um, bowling. Oh. So, so that's, you, that's oh, when man. I discovered. <laughs> so now you've just seen what can happen when a cheesemaker falls. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, like a new experience. <laughs> so um, the, okay. thing, the thing is that um, he and Asela, who is uh, his wife, mm-hmm. they, they founded Cantagrullas in 2011. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically uh, were right back from France where from where Asela is from okay and they I mean Ruben had started having a lot of contact with cheesemakers all over the countryside in France mm-hmm. and so he had learned how to make cheese with them basically like uh, I mean he learned to make a wide ra- ra- range of, uh, uh-huh. of r- different recipes yeah no from you know from lactic cheeses to Cantal Saler uh, right. and all that kind right wow. which is basically what he's doing yeah. he's doing now with Pre- uh, with precursor to right? right right so um so when they were when they came back to spain uh in order to f- to, to you know to set up this dairy mm-hmm. after the after the um, you know cheese this government in france because there wasn't anything before before that um their idea was basically using the milk of uh, his sister's uh oh. livestock okay. uh, which was sheep's milk in Got order it. to make the cheeses right, so it was basically about continue the the you know the transformation process right, right, right. having the I mean having the whole control over the 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 raw material right mm-hmm. uh, so uh, this was the the start basically and they they just found I mean Ruben Ruben he the, he wanted to develop like new recipes that mm-hmm. had anything to do. With was was actually being made being made in Spain at the moment, which was right. all about tradition, right? Right. So he thought that a good way to actually cro- you say cross the market? No, you don't say that. Yeah, no. yeah, you like could. to get into the market. Yeah, yeah, you know. break through to yeah, break, break break into the market. Yeah, right. Was you know develop to develop something that was totally different. Totally different, right? So wow. That's. Uh, you know, that's CG40 at the end. And is it, um, what type of sheep, what's the breed of sheep? The breed on the farm? is uh, Oveja Castellana, okay. which is a breed of that uh, particular area. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very good. And so it's just milk from Ruben's sister's farm. It's not uh, his sister's farm anymore. Okay. That was like the ah, first. At the, at the very beginning. At the very beginning. Got it. Uh, but now it's, you know, same breed. Got it. Um, is uh, and the milk comes from a neighborhood. So okay. uh, sorry, from from a neighbor. Got it. So yeah, great. Yeah, and so um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm like dying to try the cheese. I'm actually kicking myself that I didn't taste it when we were judging you the Cheesemonger Invitational. <laughs> no way. So now I have to go hunting around for no it. Way. And I hear that you're only bringing in something like 15 wheels at first. Right. So there's um, not much of this cheese. Right, right. You know, uh, when Jonathan and Adam from Colombia Cheese, mm-hmm. they visited, visited us in Spain like some months ago, we were just, um, you know, we, we were just on a break in production. We, we were having like, a, you say a gap? Uh-huh. You know, just like, yep. we're, yeah, we were, I mean, uh, making some changes at the dairy. Mm-hmm. So, because we were like, you know, um, bringing a new bat, a bigger one, you know, well, changing uh, the, the some, aging some rooms. Equipment change, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? So the, the stock we had was actually quite low at the moment. Mm. But, I mean, they fell in love. Uh, we, we, we basically fell in love with each other, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the, the projects, right? I mean, right. Colombia and Cultivo looked, you know, yeah, like made from each other there, from the yeah. very beginning. And uh, we knew from, you know, from second one that we will hmm. work together. Right. So we were in the in the call rooms uh, in Cantagrullas and we, we were basically already compromising, I mean, the cheeses, right? Like, okay, right. this is all, these are all... They were putting their name on it. Gonna go right? to Colombia, right? Right. Um, so at this moment, um, at this time, we don't have any more. We just have like... 10 left uh-huh. and five of them um, are going to be leaving Spain like tomorrow or so oh wow uh, in, in its way to, to the to the estates Come, coming here yeah coming here <laughs> and then the, the others are going to be leaving like in two weeks or so so wow and how old is the cheese how long is it aged uh, I mean around 10 months okay. 10 11 months mm-hmm. uh, we, we like we like it on that point, you know, on that maturation, we think it's, it's, you know, it's best, um, it's best, best age, basically. So one of the things that Niels Yard does is, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you've ever met Bronwyn, Percival, yeah. but Bronwyn will go around and taste the cheeses and do, do the selection. She'll taste cheese with cheesemakers that they work with and, uh, you know, work on the selection of, of which wheels will you know, go into the shop yeah. or go into different yeah, export sure. markets. And so are you doing that kind of uh, approach with your cheesemakers? Definitely, definitely. Mm. I mean, the good thing we ha- is that we basic we have a very close relation with all of them. Right. As we are part of the... Of the, of the um, of the cheesemaker community. I mean, we know right. we are talking about. I mean, we, we know what are we talking about, right? Right. Um, so we are not just involved on, you know, improving uh, our our cheesemaking processes, but mm-hmm. also their cheesemaking processes. Like, you right. know, this is the profile we actually think that can work in the American market. This is the profile right. that we need for the shop. Right. And yeah, all that, all that work. Yeah. And so right now, is the American market your first export market or are you also exporting to other countries? We are exporting to other countries. Okay. Uh, we have been, I mean, we were born in 2014. Yeah, still as cul- so new. As Cultivo, right? right? So this is just some years ago. Yeah. Uh, and we started, um, you know, doing some export like two years ago or so. Okay. First, of course, to the rest of Europe. Right. And, uh, and then we have, I mean, we have entered the um, Peruvian market also oh. like one year ago. So Interesting. Yeah, South America is quite, um, quite interesting for us, actually. How um, did that, uh, so how, how did that come about? And are you, 
what cheeses do you find? Since we don't do, I mean, American cheesemakers still are not really exporting too much. We have uh-huh. some cheesemakers who export to Australia, but in terms of the artisan, the specialty community, um, you know, there's not an, an that that's a newer part of the business for uh-huh. the U.S. cheesemakers. And um, so I'm curious to hear about South America and how that's going and what cheeses you sort of funnel into that market. Uh, I mean, South America is, I mean, is for us a very, I mean, it is a nice uh, market because mm-hmm. basically, I mean, first of all, we share a language, right. which is Makes it very super easy. <laughs> helpful. Yeah. It is super helpful. Uh, and so we kind of understand each other, right? Mm-hmm. Also in terms of, um, you know, in terms of flavors, in terms of, right. you know, um, the way we understand food. Even. Right, right. The like cultural approach. Yeah, to food. yeah, yeah. There's a kind of cultural approach. Yeah. Um, I would say that every um, South American country is different, right. such a, you know, Makes just sense. like in Europe or, or any other continent or, mm-hmm. you know, any other part of the world because it's quite big. Uh, but there's not a lot of artists and cheeses over there. Mm-hmm. Um, everything you can find is. Um, is is usually you know processed and um, right. like big, uh, right. big uh, more of an industrial yeah yeah exactly approach. so so I would say there's quite a I don't know virgin virgin yeah. market yeah yeah we can help develop uh, developing very interesting yeah I think so cool. So here's a question for you. Since you're a few years in and you, you know, you have these different components to the Cultivo business, you know, what were you, what, what to summarize, like, what were you expecting when you started all of this? Like, did you have a a vision for like what success would look like or what you wanted to do? And then I'm curious now that you're a few years in, is it, is the reality different from what you expected or... Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it usually is. Right? Sure, sure. I mean, it's much crazier than yeah. what you could think. Yeah. What do you mean by crazy? Uh, I mean, first of all, excite. I mean, exciting is mm. super exciting. I mean, this this yeah. this world of cheese is just so good. You have like, I would say that you have a lot of opportunities of doing nice things if you if you you know try like really hard. Yeah. you can get to meet a lot of people all mm-hmm. over the, the world um, and is if I mean it's such a new um, it's such a new a new sector I mean right. we have been making cheese you know I mean since the men is since we are on earth since right? the humans yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, but I think that still being such a new market right. um, so I think any of us we can like help a lot uh, developing like new ways of um, mm. that are going to be good for the cheese for the for the whole sector. Yeah. Um, and when we started, as I told you at the very beginning, it was um, it, it was a bit of a of a need. I mean, right. as as cheese makers, we we were in need of having a platform right. from where being able to tell our stories. Right. So that was a need. That, so that was, was really what we need to sell. Yeah our cheeses basically we right. need to introduce them to the you know to the massive uh to the massive public i mean right. not just to the people that comes to the comes Let's over the out. dairy yeah. like hello we're here can you show us the dairy i mean that wasn't enough that's right. not enough no for a business right no way. so so that was 
I mean, that was definitely the point. Mm. And after that, um, I think because the, because the team has been growing a lot since, since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we are, uh, like we are almost 20 people now, wow. which is already, you know, yeah. pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, so also from the, from the, you know, um, our expectations are different. They are changing. And, uh, mm-hmm. we, I mean, every day we discover like new ways of doing what we actually want to do or, or, you know, or to get to, to, I mean, new new challenges as well, right. new, new difficulties. So I think the way uh, gets developed um, as you know, at the same time as as the as the individuals that actually yeah. compose the company. Yeah, that's, that's th- a good point. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, that the company kind of grows and changes as you bring people in and as your group is growing. Right. I think yeah. that I mean the the company and the person, the people who actually. Um, right, they're inter- creates and it's part right. of that company. Yeah. Uh, they follow the same, you know, follow same same way actually. Yeah. Great, wow. Well, Clara, Ruben, thank you both so much for being here on in the studio today. I'm, thank I'm you. excited because I think you're going to have lunch at Roberta's yeah. after. You got to have some good New sure. York pizza. Sure, <laughs> sure. Thank you very much for having us. I can't wait to visit Cultivo myself I mean, someday. Yeah. I mean, this is Spain is now jumped to the top. Yeah, of the we are opening a new shop in September. Uh-huh. So, oh, all right. So, yeah. Good. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a call. Okay. <laughs> Listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'm Malena Santigade, and we'll be back next week with more from the cheese world on Cutting the Curd. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening. I've been so blue. I've prayed each night for someone.